Hi, I'm Brian. And I'm Michaela. And this is Drink the Movies. A podcast where each week we try to recreate a classic movie drink and discuss the movie that inspired it. Thanks for joining us. Now let's drink the movies. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, hello, and welcome to episode 60 of Drink the Movies. I'm Brian here, as always, with Michaela. Michaela, you and I started an extracurricular activity this week, and it was pretty fun. There was a bar there. Uh, Good times were had by all. Why don't you fill in the listeners what we were up to this week? Well, like all good middle-aged people, we decided to try our hand at the old bowling ball. So we found us a league, and we joined... Mm -hmm. And we got shoesies. I got real cute pink ones. And we found a place that has a bar, which is a must in these times. Um, And it's a must, you know, I think there are two types of bowlers in the world. They're the people that kind of loosen up as they drink. And then there are people that just start out great and get, you know, progressively worse over the course of the game. I don't know which one I am. I think I, I think I, there might be a third category of just people that are just horrible from beginning to end. And that, that might've been where I was, but we found us a league and we started, uh, that counts as exercise, right? It's new, new year, new you. New year, new us. That's right. It does count as exercise. Um, and yeah, we joined up a bowling league and it was a good time. We had, we had some beers, uh, did some bowling. Uh, it was pretty good. Uh, you've not bowled in a super long time. I have also not bowled in a super long time. Uh, so that was interesting, uh, getting back into it. But we thought if we were going to be in a bowling league, we should probably talk about the penultimate bowling movie. Is there a more penultimate bowling movie? I don't know. Let us know. But what we're going to have to do first is we're going to have to get some heavy cream, some Kahlua, and some vodka because we're diving into Big Lebowski this week. So sit back. We'll be right back. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, I'm the dude, okay? So that's what you call me, all right? The dude or his dudeness or duder or El Duderino if you're not in the whole brevity thing. And Brian, what does the dude drink? The dude fancies himself some white Russians. We first meet the dude. He is at the grocery store writing checks for uh, some half and half so we can make his own, uh, which is pretty great. And white Russians are pretty great. And they're definitely great this time of year because it's super cold outside. Uh, like half the country is like sub zero temperatures covered in snow. So make yourself up a white Russian that will warm you up and uh, get you all cozy when you're settling in to watch a movie this time of year. So Michaela, you whipped these up for us. Why don't you run through how you make a white Russian? 
So I start with two ounces of vodka. We're adding a bunch of stuff. Well, not a bunch of stuff, but we're adding stuff to it. So it doesn't need to be really expensive vodka. So Mm -hmm. two ounces of any kind of vodka you particularly like or have. This calls for an ounce of Kahlua. And then uh, you put that into a, a glass with some ice and then just top with some cream. Stir and enjoy stir and enjoy. That's right. Yeah. This one's uh, super simple. Um, the ingredients are very flexible. You can, uh, add or subtract the amounts on those like to get your preferred taste down, but yeah, kind of this base one, two ounces of vodka, one ounce of Kahlua and some heavy cream, uh, and you are good to go. So we actually did a variation on the white Russian a couple weeks back on the lobby bar. We did like a gingerbread, uh, white Russian. Um, I was looking uh, through some recipes. There's like a bunch of crazy white Russians. So I think maybe after we get through dry January, uh, stay tuned to the lobby bar. We'll probably do some more variations on white Russians because uh, these are lovely. It's a perfect little nightcap. Um, I will say I I have trouble drinking like more than one of these. Uh, it's it's a little heavy, a uh, little, uh, little coats your tongue action going on. But uh, what do you think about white Russians, Michaela? Are these your jam? These are my jam. Uh, I will second that. I I can definitely drink more than one of them, but I don't drink anything else after it because as you said, the cream or the half and half or even the milk, I mean, you know, girls got to do what a girl's got to do, right? Um, Whatever you've got in there, it's going to coat your tongue. And the creamier it is, the more, the higher the fat content, the more it's going to coat your tongue. And if you decide you're going to do like, I don't know, a martini after this, it's not going to taste the same. Um, Mm -hmm. so I recommend if you do a bunch of different drinks in the night, uh, kudos to you, my friend, make sure you top the end of the night off with the white Russian rather than the beginning of the night. So that's right. Yeah. I, I don't know that I could, uh, just, uh, walk around town drinking one going from limo to limo like the dude does, but yeah, I'm definitely on board for having a white Russian every once in a while. So, uh, we have these made up. They're quite delicious. Uh, the dude would approve. The dude abides these white Russians, I think. Um, so let us know at home if you have a white Russian recipe that you really like or a variation on it that you really like. Uh, but in the meantime, why don't we take these? We'll take a quick break and then we'll be right back to talk about this cult classic, The Big Lebowski. Spoiler warning for The Big Lebowski. If you've not yet seen this 1998 cult classic, then I recommend you stop right now because we're going to talk all about it. We're going to ruin every plot line. We're probably going to say all of the cool quotes. And when you watch it afterwards, it'll ruin it just a little bit for you. So press pause, go make yourself up an amazing white Russian, go watch the big Lebowski come back and we can chat about it. That's right. We will do just that. So this came out in 1998. So if you haven't seen it right now, it's probably already been spoiled for you because everyone has a friend that's way into the Big Lebowski um, and will quote it uh, all the time. Uh, So you're probably pretty familiar with uh, the way that this is going to go. But uh, if you haven't seen it, check it out. Uh, It's directed by Joel Cohen and it stars Jeff Bridges as the dude and a handful of other uh, pretty bright stars through this that we're going to talk about as we kind of walk our way through this thing. So, uh, yeah. So, Michaela, let's get started with like a voiceover and a tumbleweed. Uh, what's what's better than that? A tumbleweed, <laughs> a tumbleweed going. It's it's laying the groundwork for for our 
a protagonist. I, I don't know. I don't even know if he's a protagonist. He's just kind of along for the ride. The dude, Jeff Lebowski. And we're introduced to him straight That's away right. in his bathrobe, buying some half and half for his white Russians. Uh, pretty great. Pretty great way to get this uh, party started, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And it's amazing rewatching this with the idea that we're going to podcast about it. Um, you know, the backdrop is so nice because it's in, you see these beautiful shots of Los Angeles, which of course, Elliot, thank yeah, Sam, Sam, uh, Sam, Sam Elliot. Yeah. Sam Elliot is like, <laughs> sometimes there's a man in Los Angeles and he's saying it wrong and it's still so amazing. And you get this, this guy who's literally in a supermarket in a bathroom, which I guess shouldn't surprise anybody mm-hmm. uh, in, in Los Angeles. Um, but he's like writing a check for 69 cents for cream. And he also like take t- tests it out. You know, he wants to make sure that it smells fresh, even though that's totally gross. And we shouldn't do that, especially now in the middle of a pandemic. Don't do that people. But yeah, uh, you really get a good feel for the time and place. And you get Sam Elliott going on and on about a, a man in his time and place. And he like loses his train of thought and spoiler alert, uh, spoiler warning uh, or fun fact rather when Sam Elliott got it in the first take and they just had him do it like three or four more times because apparently it was so great and it uh yeah. they just kept laughing and they thought it was so awesome so uh I don't know which take they ended up using uh for this one but it's like seven eight minutes of just him kind of waxing on with a tumbleweed kind of <laughs> showing us all the sights in Los Angeles it's pretty it funny is. It is a it is a long time uh, coming. It is a long time just watching this tumbleweed. I will say uh, now there's about four million people that live in Los Angeles. So I don't know if a tumbleweed could really uh, go through all of the town quite like that. But it's it's a it's a fun way to get it started. And and yeah, we meet Jeff Lebowski, aka the dude. No one calls him Lebowski, even though that's his name. Uh, and he he gets home from the store. Uh, and there's a couple of thugs there to beat him up because apparently his wife has been spending money all over town, uh, except spoiler warning. He doesn't have a wife. So uh, not a millionaire doesn't have a wife. These guys in the wrong place at the wrong time. They have the wrong Lebowski. Yeah, the wrong Lebowski, man. He's like the toilet seats up, man. Does it look like I'm married? Look around people. Yeah. And to no be fair, ring, no ring, toilet no ring. seat up. To be fair, this place looks this, this apartment is amazing. It's like, if you were to take a person who loved garage selling, like going to garage <laughs> okay. sales and buying uh, like, I, I love going to garage items, sales. Well, yeah, but you don't just love going to garage sales. You do also go to Ikea and like regular furniture ma- shops, <laughs> but I'm married. So my house doesn't look like that. That's, <laughs> That's true. right. That's true. There, there you go. This is like very uh, quintessential single guy's house. Right. But these two yes. dudes come in, this guy named Wu, uh, is searching the place. Uh, this blonde haired guy's like shoving his head in the toilet. He's like, you got the money. And he's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And then they realize that they've got the wrong Lebowski, but not before, uh, this gentleman decides to, uh, pee all over this rug. And mm-hmm, it's, mm-hmm. it's not even a nice rug, but it really makes the dude mad. He's like, man, that rug really tied the room together. Like, don't pee on my rug. And then they they don't even say sorry. They're like, yeah, uh, wrong wrong guy. Um, wrong guy. They uh, yeah. they yell at him for being the wrong guy, uh, which right. is which is pretty great. So, so like, yeah, you're so a loser. Pee- and he's like, yeah. at least I'm housebroken. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. So they so they pee on his rug. If they leave, what are you going to do? 
uh, when that happens, except go and hang out with your friends and tell them how upset you are about the rug. So we're going to go to the bowling alley. It's league night, just like Michaela and I did, um, except, you know, instead of our friends there, we have Walter and Donnie. Uh, there who are friends of the dudes. So we have Walter, he's played by John Goodman. And we have Donnie, who's played by Steve Buscemi, uh, who is awesome. Uh, top actor for me of all time. I love Steve Buscemi. Uh, he's so great. Um, and they're there just, you know, waxing poetic about how great this rug was and how it really tied the room together. Uh, and and Walter has big ideas on, on what should be done about this. Walter has big ideas about what should be done in all situations, really. But yeah. Yeah. Well, Walter is, um, he's a Vietnam vet, which is important. Uh, you, you definitely find that out very quickly. He's, he, he's probably got some PTSD, um, and, and, and issues with it because everything becomes like a, a hill to die on for him. Right. So mm-hmm. he has this great theory at first, you know, the dude is like, man, it really su- sucks that my rug was peed on. And now what am I going to do? Like, uh, that guy, it's, it's Vu's fault. Vu's the guy who peed on the rug. And he's like, no, Walter's like, no, man, it's not. You got to go to the big Lebowski. You got to go to the other Lebowski because he's a millionaire, man. And, and he can give you your rug back or he can pay, give you some cash to go buy another rug. It's his fault, man. It's his fault. And of course the dude's like, Oh, that's interesting. All right. And Donnie is just like three steps behind every time they're talking. So Mm -hmm. he'll go in and be like, dude, wait, what you let someone peed on your rug. What's going on? And Walter's like, shut up, Donnie. And another fun fact, the Coen brothers actually could not be on set during this scene because they would ruin it because they would be laughing so hard in the background. So um, it's, it's brilliant. The time, the comedic timing on in this particular scene is my favorite um probably of the whole film it's so good the way that they tell the story and the theory that that walter kind of orates and the fact that you know the dude is doing this weird thing with his back he's like doing tai chi or something to get ready for the bowling league Mm -hmm. and it's you know and then donnie's kind of intersecting you know what what's going on what somebody peed on your rug yeah, and probably my favorite line um, in a movie that's full of good lines uh, comes right here in this uh, first section. So they've been talking about this now for several minutes, and Donnie just looks back and he's like, "Lebowski, that's your name, dude." <laughs> and uh, it's 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 uh, it's pretty great. So so yeah, so the plan is in motion. Got to go talk to the big Lebowski. Uh, you know, get him to pay for I don't know the dry cleaning on this rug or replace the rug. Uh, so that's what the dude is going to go do. Uh, so he goes to the Lebowski mansion. Um, I guess he's there talking to Brant, who's like the, I don't know, like butler overseer of this estate or something. Uh, he's played by Philip Seymour Hoffman. Uh, rest in peace. Philip Seymour Hoffman is amazing. Uh, he's great in this role. He's great in every role. Um, and he's basically like in this like waiting room kind of area. And there's all these pictures of the Big Lebowski meeting with like Nancy Reagan. And he has like a key to, I don't know, the city of Sacramento or I don't know, something, uh, something crazy like that. So he's just this big millionaire guy. We're waiting for him to come in and uh, see if he's going to replace this rug and he's not he uh he's not he's not that big into replacing the rug that's not his fault yeah this guy it's it's worth noting that this happens in the early 90s is when this movie is set so you have uh, a lot of lines and a lot of uh kind of a backdrop of saddam hussein and george uh bush senior uh saying this aggression will not stand and so you see kind of a, a commentary on like this progressive versus conservative thinking. And so of course the big Lebowski, who's this millionaire, um, 
he's uh, in a wheelchair and there's a whole diatribe about that. And he's like, look, I managed to claw my way to the top of this mountain without the use of my legs and you can get a job. It's not, I didn't pee on your rug. And the, you know, the dude is like, oh man, I'm, I'm not trying to scam anybody. Like I just, you know, they thought they were peeing on your rug, man. Like you, you don't, you see that. And, you know, he mentions bunny, his wife, he's like, your, your wife apparently owes the money. And, the big Lebowski freaks about that. He's like, you know, I, I give her an allowance and she's fine. And if she doesn't know how to manage her debt, that's her problem. It's just very, uh, why don't you have a job? Just get a job. The bum's lost. And so Lebowski, or the dude just leaves Lebowski screaming right in this room. And then Brant comes over. Um, I love Philip Seymour Hoffman in this role. And he he's in a suit and he's kind of clawing at his jacket and he says Mr. Lebowski did everything go okay and the dude says oh yeah man he said I could take any rug I wanted <laughs> so he grabs this giant rug that's way too big for his apartment anyway and yeah. it's, uh, it's this huge oriental out. it's this huge oriental rug it probably costs like a hundred thousand dollars or something uh something insane so he gets he gets this big rug on the way out we meet bunny uh the wife so bunny is played by tara reed um this was the year before american pie came out so no one knew who tara reed was yet um but you know she went through kind of that late 90s early 2000s uh being super popular uh but she's the wife uh very very flirtatious uh very not thrifty with this with this allowance that she that she gets um yeah uh yeah so meet bunny uh she's quite the character but the dude has his rug that's all he really wanted he just wanted uh you know something to, something happened with this rug he got the rug he goes home um back at bowling telling the story uh, about how he got this rug no big deal met this guy uh everything is on the up and up um unless you're bowling against this team uh and you maybe accidentally go over the line or maybe you don't uh but walter Walter takes great offense to people not abiding the rules of this bowling league. Uh, it goes from zero to 10,000 in like a half a second. Uh, Walter, little unhinged, this guy. Little, little, little unhinged. Yeah, poor Smokey. Smokey is a real sweet looking guy on the other team. And he he gets a seven and he's like market seven. And Walter literally starts screaming about he's the only one who cares about the rules. You know, this is not nom. There are rules and we got to follow the rules. And he pulls out a gun and Smokey like freaks. And, you know, of course, dude's like, they're going to call the cops, man. He's trying to stay real calm and de-escalate the situation. And then Walter is like, man, it's it's a league. It's a league game, Smokey. It's fine. You know, it's it's fine. And Walter goes back to being like super even keel. And this is when the dude starts to freak out because he's like, the cops are going to come. How? Why, why would you do that to Smokey, man? He's the nicest guy in the world. It's not a big deal. And they're walking out of this bowling alley that looks like every bowling alley that we've ever been to, right? There's kind of a bar mm -hmm. in the center. It's, yep. it's got a really cool look and feel kind of retro. Um, I don't know why they all look that way, but they do. And they're all amazing. So they're walking out, the cops kind of swarm and go, don't pay them any attention and like run in to the bowling area as they're trying to go out. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a great scene. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty good. So, um, yeah, you see the you see the police roll in. It's funny. Um, they're saying, "Oh, we're gonna gonna call the league and tell them that, that you pulled a gun on me," uh, which is like the the worst thing in the world for these guys who just love bowling beyond all else. But the dude gets home, makes himself up a white Russian as you do. Um, you hear like his answering machine going off, and there's there's like three calls from the league talking about how you know Walter had pulled this gun on this guy. They might have to disqualify you from the from the next round, something like that. Um, get a knock on the door we find out that the dude's behind on his rent uh which isn't good but i guess if you're writing checks for like 60 cents that that makes some sense um but uh i guess there's there's some silver lining going on maybe i don't know because in the midst of all of these calls he gets a call from brant and brant is sending over a limo for him because the big lebowski wants to talk to the dude something's happened uh, that only the dude can help with, I guess. So right. sending over a car and he is on the way back to the mansion to find out what happened. And what happened was that Bunny was abducted. There's a ransom note for a million dollars to get Bunny back. You know, Big Lebowski's one true love wants to get her back. And the dude is the perfect uh, bad guy for this, right? Not bad guy, bad guy. He's going to take the million dollars to these ransomers. Yeah, that's right. So he, but he doesn't want to do it by himself, obviously. So he asked Walter to join him. Walter, who I think brings his dog as well. It's not his dog. It's his ex-wife's dog, but it's a show dog with papers. This is a very special dog. You can't, you can't possibly like take it to a kennel. It'll get upset. It's hair will fall out. It'll be horrible. And so, you know, the dude, Walter, they, they're taking the dude's car. They've got this thing of money. They got like a beeper and they got this back in the day. This was before cell phones. They got this big phone case looking thing. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like the size of a laptop, but it's got a phone attached to it. And they're supposed to wait for instructions. Uh, but Walter, once again, has a bigger, better idea. He's like, I got a great idea. This this woman, you know, she's probably fine. She probably kidnapped herself, man. Like and, you know, we're going to we're going to take the million for ourselves. And so he gets this bag of his own Walter puts his underwear in it and they try to you know fake off the at the drop off and throw you know this underwear filled bag over the side of this bridge and so that's what they do but then of course do the dude thinks that it's real i mean he he's you know the big lebowski has told him that his life that bunny's life is in his hands and he's like walter you're an idiot like that's not you know, maybe she kidnapped herself, but we don't know that. Uh, and so he's like chasing after the these two uh, motorcycles that come to take the the cash under the bridge. And he's like, no, no, it's the you got the wrong one. And it's 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 a mess. But Walter's like, man, let's go bowling. Yeah, that's that, that's right. At that's the end of the day, do. these these guys they just they just want to go bowling, right? So uh, they they bungled this bag drop situation, uh, but they ended up with the bag that has the million dollars in it, or at least supposedly does. And they go back to the bowling alley. They do some bowling. Uh, you know, there's there's some more kind of back and forth. But at the end of the their time at the bowling alley, they leave. Um, but the dude's car, not there. Uh, maybe it got towed, says Walter, but uh, the dude just looks at him. And he's like, you know, it wasn't towed. You know that my car got stolen. Um, and you know, so he's just he's just walking home. But the problem with the car being stolen is that that briefcase is still in it. Yeah, that's right. So Walter goes home. He is laying on his rug. Uh, 
doing, doing smoking something. I don't know. Uh, and, um, something, and he's listening to old tapes of bowling because he's trying to stay real calm. And apparently that's very calming to him. He -hmm, has this mm -hmm. weird, um, he has this weird, uh, vision of this, this woman and these two guys and they punch him. And then he has kind of this very strange dream where he's floating up above, uh, the city of Los Angeles and this woman in front of him has like red hair and is floating on a magic carpet, which is his carpet. And he wakes up, he gets a, he, he listens to the, his machine. Cause apparently he was really knocked out. And this woman, uh, says, you know, uh, J Jeffrey Lebowski, you know, I'm mod. I'm, I, I, I took your rug. And he notices that the rug that he has taken from the big Lebowski is gone. So he goes, uh, another limo is sent to the Lebowski. He's doing real well with this limo riding stuff. And mm -hmm. uh, he gets to, uh, he meets, we meet another character. Her name is Maud. And that is the big Lebowski's daughter. That's right. Yeah. Maud is the big Lebowski's daughter. Uh, she is played by Julianne Moore. She is the highlight of the movie for me. I love her. Uh, she's so amazing. Her delivery is amazing. Uh, it's like, it's like super dry and articulate. Um, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to describe how she plays this character, but but it's really excellent. So he goes over to see her, right? And we find out that she took the rug back. That rug had sentimental value, as rugs tend to do, I guess. Um, and we find out that uh, that million dollars that he was supposed to exchange for the life of Bunny, uh, well, the Big Lebowski stole that from the charitable foundation, uh, and apparently a lot of that goes on, I guess. Uh, but that's where that money came from. And Maude wants it back. She says, we need to get that money back so we can put it back into the charity. Uh, just go do that, right? So now we have the Big Lebowski wants the dude to get this million dollars to Bunny's captors. We have Maude wants this million dollars back so she can put it back into the charitable foundation. Uh, and, you know, the dude is uh, stuck in the middle of this uh, family drama right now. So he's going to take the limo home. Uh, but as soon as he steps out of that limo, he's abducted and thrown into another limo, uh, which is, which is where the big Lebowski is. And he's like, why did you bungle this cash drop? You idiot. Now take this. And what is in this envelope? It's something not great. So not great. No, the dude tries to explain to the big Lebowski that, you know, it's a woman. Come on now. She kidnapped herself. Hadn't you thought about that? And they're just staring at him like, no. We did not, that did not occur to us, dude. It's like, I did, I did not think about that. <laughs> no. And he's like, come on, man. She's a woman. She's in adult movies in the parlance of our times. Like, look, she's a trophy wife. Maybe she wants more money and she wants a million dollars. And maybe that this was all a ruse to get, get a million dollars. And, at, you know, as he's opening this envelope and the big Lebowski is like, dude, you are such an idiot. And you, you, your life, her life was in your hands. And let me tell you what, if, you know, any, any harm that comes to my beloved bunny is going to come back on you tenfold. And as he's opening this envelope, he sees that it's a body part. It looks like a pinky toe <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. with some green nail polish on it. And we saw bunny doing her toes the first time and only time we actually meet her. And so we're, uh, you know, the dude is like, oh my gosh, we were all, we were so wrong, Walter. And he's talking to Walter and saying, nope, they're there at a coffee shop and the, this family friendly diner in the middle of the city. And he's like, I can't believe this. We're, we're going to leave her to die. And what are we going to do? Like, I, they, we don't have the money. We, we can't get the money. What are, I, the money's, you know, long gone. It's been in a car that's been stolen. And of course, Walter, he's, he's not 
worried about this at all. He's like, nah, that's a fake toe, man. I can get you a toe. That's not Bunny's toe. You don't want to know how I can get you a toe 3 p.m. today, man. Green nail polish and everything. And he starts screaming, of course, in the middle of this diner. And this very nice server comes over and is like, I'm going to have to ask you to leave. And he's like, I'm enjoying my coffee. <laughs> it's, it's funny, <laughs> but but it's also a little scary. <laughs> and mm-hmm, so the mm-hmm. dude's like, I'm out. I'm leaving. Yeah, the dude leaves. Um, yeah. And. Uh, Walter just sits there very awkwardly. He's like, "I'm, I'm going to stay and drink my coffee." Um, so, so he does. But, but yeah, I guess. So, like I said, a lot of a lot of people now. He's he's caught in the middle of this uh, family family thing going on between the Lebowskis. Uh, maybe he bungled this with Bunny. Maybe Bunny is, you know, she's in real danger. He has this toe now. Uh, but I guess there is some good news coming. They found the car. Uh, so he goes and to like the impound lot to pick it up. Uh, car's there. The suitcase or the briefcase is not there, but there's a clue um, and it's like a history paper, uh, which is full of errors. Uh, kid did not do very good on this paper, but they uh, they get a name for who this kid is. Um, and that's the lead. This kid has to have this million dollars. That's right. So they Walter, once again, I, the dude invites Walter along uh, and maybe that's his downfall is that he loves Walter, but Walter it, tends to take everything from zero to 10,000 in about seven and a half seconds. So Walter shows up, he's in like a suit. They, they trace this guy, Larry Sellers is his name. His father apparently is this big, was this big writer, but now is uh, in bad shape uh, medically. Yeah, he's, he's in the living room. He's on like room, an iron, like an lung, iron yeah. lung. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so they, uh, they show up uh, to talk to little Larry and, you know, the dude is just like, dude, where's the money? Where's the money? And, they're holding up this, you know, history paper in like a Ziploc bag as if it's evidence. And the, Larry's not saying anything, but they notice that there is this really beautiful Corvette. I think it's a Corvette out mm-hmm. uh, on on the street. Why it's on the street in Los Angeles and not in the driveway is beyond me. I'm just saying, Cohen Brothers, I think that could have been we, we should have addressed that. But <laughs> yeah. but that's fine. It's a beautiful red Corvette. And of course, Larry um, is not saying anything. So Walter loses his mind, becomes unhinged yet again for like the fifth time in this movie. He grabs a crowbar out of the dude's car and he's like, this is what happens. You're killing your father, Larry. And he starts like banging through the windows of this new car, hitting the headlights. I mean, he is like banging this thing up. And of course it's not little Larry's car because what would Larry that do with a million dollars he's like 15 he's not gonna buy a car that's not how yeah. this works so then yeah, another he's... man comes running out and he's like i just bought this car last week what are you doing and... uh, that's right yeah and that's why the car is uh, parked in the street instead of in a driveway because then they would have known that it wasn't little larry's car but yeah he smashes it up then this guy comes out yelling uh he grabs like a baseball bat and starts you know, smashing in like the windshield and the windows on the dude's car, uh, which is which is pretty terrifying. Uh, but one of the key takeaways here was that little Larry lived close to the uh, In-N-Out Burger. So, of course, we get to stop and have uh, some burgers on the way back. So you just see him in the car uh, having their burgers. It's uh, it's pretty great uh, little scene there um, <laughs> of them. All this uh, nonsense just happened and they're just sitting there. Uh, Donnie and Walter just eating the uh, burgers in the dude's car. So, yeah, so... 
Larry's not budging on this million dollars. Does he have it? We don't know. Uh, probably not. Maybe he does. I don't know. Uh, but someone else wants a million dollars, and that is Jackie Treehorn. Who's Jackie Treehorn, Michaela? Jackie Treehorn is an adult film producer. Um, so one of the one of the other uh, pieces to this is when we do meet Maud. Maud has a theory about what's going on as well. She knows that her father, who's the Big Lebowski, does not have any of his own money. And she knows that vanity is really uh, his, his biggest um, issue. And so he, 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 she knows that he stole the money, but the question is, where is Bunny? And Bunny, um, you know, it's come, we come to find out, Bunny has made a lot of adult videos that have been produced by a gentleman by the name of Jackie Treehorn. And a co-star in some of these videos uh, is this, I, I don't know, he's a nihilist, which means he believes in nothing. I think his name is Hans or Lars. I never get it. I don't know what it is. But <laughs> he he's involved somehow too, according to Maude. And so Jackie Treehorn invites the dude out to his uh, beautiful home in Malibu and they're having some sort of party with questionable people. I, 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 no one's fully clothed except for Jackie Treehorn and the dude. And they bring him into this office and they ask, Hey, where's bunny? And of course the dude's like, I don't know where bunny is. I thought you had her. I thought somebody would have her. And Jackie Treehorn says, no, I, I want to know where, where the, where bunny is. And he says, I don't know, but if you want the money, the money is in, you know, Larry Sellers backyard somewhere or something. We don't, I can't find it. It's, it's not mm -hmm. in my car anymore. Yeah. The dude certainly doesn't have a million dollars. So that's right. So Jackie Treehorn ends up drugging the dude because of course, everywhere they go, they say, what can I get you to drink? And he says a white Russian. So he's on his second mm -hmm. white Russian. Um, He's like, where's the money? And he's like, I have no idea. I don't know. <laughs> I just, I was just trying to find my rug, you know, and he starts to slur because he's been drugged. And um, the dude wakes up. Uh, he's going to be sent home. He has a run-in with the Malibu police who don't <laughs> like him because he doesn't look like someone who belongs in the great sleepy <laughs> yeah, city true. of Malibu. Yeah, that's right. He's in like a he's in like a taxi and the taxi driver's listening to the Eagles and the dude tells him that he doesn't like the Eagles to turn it off. And the guy takes great offense to that and kicks him out of the taxi. And then, yeah, he ends up uh, like getting arrested by the Malibu police and assaulted by like the police chief. He's like, I don't want any of your nonsense here in my beach town or something along those lines. But but yeah, so now we have the big Lebowski, we have Maude Lebowski, and we have Jackie Treehorn all want this million dollars back. And the dude is left scrambling because he doesn't know where this million dollars is. Maybe Larry has it, maybe he doesn't, uh, but he knows that he doesn't have it. Um, and, you know, maybe Bunny's life is really in peril because he has her toe. Uh, it's, it's all bad. These these things bad. are not going, not going the dude's way. Yeah. There's a great scene where Lebowski, or the dude, he's a... Uh, real stress, right? There's, there's a lot of ins, a lot of outs, a lot of what have yous. And so he is in his bathtub. He's got about 300 candles around him. He's mm -hmm, mm -hmm. have, you know, he's smoking a J uh, we think, I don't know. Um, and he's listening to like whale sounds <laughs> that are like super relaxing to just try and calm down because a lot's going on in his head. Okay. And, uh, and in walks Hans or Lars or whatever his name is with his, with his gang. Right. And mm -hmm. they've also got like a ferret on a leash and they drop the ferret in the water and it freaks do the dude out. 
And they're like, we want some money, Lebowski. And, and he's like, I don't have the money. Who are you? And they're like, we're the ones that kidnapped Bunny. And we're like, they're like, oh my gosh, we're all, this is awful. I don't have the money, dude. Go ask Larry Sellers for it, right? So now there's like three people, parties involved that are looking or four parties involved looking for this money. Mm-hmm. They go bowling. They come out. Those guys are there. The car is on fire. But the dude has figured it out. He knows. He's like, there's no money. There's that's, no money. There never right. was any money. <laughs> yeah, they, fin- they finally put all of the pieces together. And that, yeah, there never was any money. It shows like a little like flashback of like stuffing like phone books into this uh, briefcase or whatever. But, but yeah, they go outside. If there's no money, the this nihilist gang, I guess, is, is what we should call them. They're there. They have the car on fire. They're like, we want the money. And the dude's like pulling out his wallet. And he's like, well, I have like four to almost five dollars here. He's got like some change. Donnie's like, I have like eighteen dollars. And uh, meanwhile, of course, Walter's being Walter. He's like, you're not getting any of my money he's ready to like go to war with these guys uh you know just like just like in vietnam but uh yeah it's this final confrontation with these people that they want this million dollars and come to find out this million dollars doesn't exist that's right so walter like you know they've got bowling balls in these big ginormous bags and so walter like throws a bowling ball at one of the guys ends up like knocking the air out of him hurting him pretty bad another one ends up like fighting with the dude and he gets hurt. And the other one, I think just runs away. And then they kind of look around to check if they're okay. And there's the man down. And unfortunately it's Donnie. And of course the dude is like, Oh, he's been shot. He's been shot. And Walter, you know, he he's going right back to his, to his wartime days. He's like, no man, mm-hmm. there were no shots fired. It's fine, dude. And he's like, Nope, this is a heart attack. And so they try and get him to the hospital, but they are unsuccessful. And unfortunately Donnie passes away. Unfortunately, unfortunately for Donnie, that's right. Um, And they're his two friends in the world. They're left, you know, to make his funeral arrangements, uh, which turns out to be kind of expensive. They're not that interested in doing that. So uh, they swing by the grocery store, pick up like a, I don't know, it's like a Maxwell House can or something to get his ashes, uh, you know, interred into. And they're going to go, uh, good friends, they're going to go and release him into the sea because they think that might be what he wanted because maybe he liked surfing. We don't know, but we know that he liked bowling and he was a nice guy. So They do the best they can. Right. Yeah. And uh, of course, Walter starts to say a few words and it starts, it starts beautifully, right? Like this is our friend, Donnie. We love Donnie. Donnie loved bowling. We think he might've surfed. He might've been here. He might've been in this very spot in the past. And then all of a sudden it turns into like this, kind of diatribe of all of the people that Walter lost in Vietnam and all of the stuff. And the dude's like, come on, dude, like, it's not about that. And, but then Walter opens the can and the wind picks up and the ashes get all over both of them. They like (laughs) have to like wipe off the remains. It's really um, darkly very funny. Yeah. Yeah. It gets all over like the dude's like sunglasses and in his beard and stuff. Um, But yeah, I guess what do you do after you have just laid your friend to rest at his final resting place? Uh, I guess all of the gangs now are off of your case, I guess. I don't I don't know. I guess that just that just kind of that just kind of resolved. Uh, But what do you do? You go back to do some more bowling. That's right. And uh, Sam Elliott's there. Now, we meet Sam Elliott earlier for one uh, one kind of 
quasi scene where he's saying hi to the dude and he just asked the dude, you know, why do you use a lot of language? Believe it or not, I'm very impressed with this podcast because we haven't, I don't think we've dropped mm-hmm. one uh, one bad word in this in this recording so far. I'm very proud of us. Not, uh, but not there's yet, a lot but of hang language. Hang on, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just hang on. Uh, spoiler warning. So the Sam Elliott's character is like, man, do you have to use bad language? I mean, do you just have to do that? And so he kind of presents himself at the end. Um, there's a close in of him and he's like, you know, I was really sad. He kind of ties up this whole story because he's the one presenting the story in the first place. Right. Mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. says, I'm sorry we lost Donnie, but I hear that, uh, that there's another little dude coming because Maude and the dude are, uh, they're having moments together, but not, well, not right. in a relationship. Yeah. Right. Right. Had, right. Because they had, uh, they had gotten it on, uh, which was pretty great because after they're finished, like the dude gets up, to, I, don't know, to, I don't know, go to the bathroom or something. And he comes back in and and she starts talking about how she wants to have have a kid, but she wanted to have it with someone that she didn't feel like obligated to see, like in social settings and things. So, so they didn't guess, want to be a dad at all. So she could yeah. control like she was like, I don't want a father. I just needed help conceiving. And he's like, all right on, man. All right. OK, cool. OK. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing ever gets uh, gets the best of the dude. He keeps us cool all the time. But yeah, another little Lebowski coming. Apparently, apparently it took. So, yeah. Yeah. So the dude abides. And uh, and that's pretty much the end. That is the big Lebowski. That is a pretty much the end of this uh, of this caper for Jeffrey Lebowski. So, um, yeah, this is uh, like we said at the top. This is very much a cult classic. It came out in 1998. Um, if you're of a certain age, then you uh, probably definitely you know either saw this or like I said, you you know someone who just absolutely loves this story. Um, and, the, and the story of this movie is not really that important. It was basically just a a catalyst to get. Uh, the dude into these different situations with these kind of oddball uh, characters and, you know, just see him interact with them. But Michaela, take us back to 1998, the big Lebowski. Uh, when, when did you get into this? I know that you really like this. Uh, you do, you do lots of quotes from it uh, periodically. Um, so, so when did you first get into the big Lebowski, the dude, the dude, Reno? So I think I first watched this probably when I was maybe, 19 or 20 and i watched it on vhs uh tells you how old i am so i didn't see this in a theater What's a vhs or anything like that. <laughs> right it's a thing that we use to watch movies when rocks were soft okay that's what we did um and the first time i watched it i'll be real honest i didn't get it i didn't like it okay i really just didn't i i mean i understood what was going on but i didn't get why it was so great and people thought it was so funny i waited probably two to three years to see it again Mm-hmm. And then I got it and then I loved it. And so I hadn't seen this in a while. Uh, but I mean, you're correct. I, I probably quote uh, half the movie and I would quote half the movie if given the opportunity, because I, I do love this film. I think it's one of my favorite comedies. Mm-hmm. Um, funny story. Uh, we've been, you know, I've been wanting to do a podcast on movies uh, for probably almost 10 years now. And it all started with a talk about the big Lebowski with my friend, Mark, Mark, if you're listening, thanks for the talk, man. Uh, we were all chatting uh, over over some drinks, um, and I was talking about the Big Lebowski, and I was saying all these lines, and I remember distinctly my friend Mark saying, "Man, you should do a podcast." And I thought, "Oh, that's cool. That was kind of at the pinnacle of one podcast were becoming a thing." Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought that'd be really cool, and it planted the seed. Um, so it, it's a long time coming. It, 
you know, a, a bunch of people have asked us why we haven't covered the Big Lebowski earlier. We really wanted to do it justice. So we wanted to get some practice runs of how to run a podcast. Uh, and I don't know if I'll never know if we if we did it to uh, to to uh, if we did it right. Um, you know, there's always it's not <laughs> nothing's perfect in the Lebowski. Big Lebowski That's deserves a perfect, uh, perfect summary. But um, yeah, so it's it's one of my favorite comedies for sure, and it definitely uh, brought me to where I am today. Yeah, that's right. So this is this is one of those uh, highly quotable movies, and everyone has their own favorite quotes. Yeah, so hopefully we did it a little bit of justice. Um, now I did not see this in 1998 or in 2008 or in 2018. I in fact watched this the very first time on January 12th, 2022, uh, which was yesterday as of recording. So I hadn't seen this uh, before. So it was it was interesting to go into it because. People love this movie. Like I've I've said it several times now, but yeah, everyone has that one friend who loves this, thinks it's the best movie of all time. Will quote every line, and I think maybe that was part of the reason why I held off on on watching it because I knew that it was probably not going to live up to the expectations that had had been built for it. Um, I will say it's it's very good. Um, the writing is great, of course. It's it's the Coens. the The humor is there. It's dark. Um, you know, it's everything you would expect coming out. Um, from those guys. Um, and it's really good. There's a lot of good quotes in there and it's, it's an interesting story. I don't know, like, I, I don't know when I will watch this again. Um, Michaela has recommended that I give it like a year and then watch it again and see, see what I think about it after a year. So maybe that's the, that's the way to go. Um, but yeah, I don't know, but it, it, it was good. I'm glad that I finally watched it. So now when people are telling me things about rugs um, and about sweaters and about white Russians, I know, I know what they're talking about. Um, I know Jesus. why, not, I know why, yeah, I know. Uh, yeah. Uh, don't, you know, with the Jesus, nobody uh, messes can't, can't with break, the Jesus. Yeah. I can't, can't break that streak right now. And uh, you know why Donnie needs to just shut up. Um, but, but yeah, it's pretty good. There's definitely some highlights here. The cast is, is great and they're all quirky and oddball. Like I said, I really liked um, Julianne Moore um, as Maude. She was probably my favorite of the characters. John Goodman um, is so amazing in everything that he does. He's like the unsung hero of actors for like the last 30 years because he's exceptional um, in everything that he does and his Walter is great. So uh, yeah, definitely a fun time to finally get to watch this and glad we got to cover it on the podcast Michaela um before we head out um let's mix up uh, one more white russian here real quick and uh i guess just any final thoughts here on the big lebowski what what are what are your favorite quotes uh you watch this i you know it's for the pod to get ready um is this something that you watch every couple of years or it is um it is i like i don't want i wouldn't watch it every every year probably but I've got it pretty much memorized. So I like to, it's nice to see a play by play <laughs> for real once in a while. Um, you know, there's so many amazing characters in this and we, we kind of glossed over some of them just because of time. Right. Uh, but uh, John Turturro's in this uh, he's mm -hmm. been in a lot of Coen brothers films. He's amazing as the Jesus. Um, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of amazing scenes with him, with him in it as well. I mean, it's, it's just a really kind of quirky film and it, you're correct. It's gotten quite a following there used to be, I don't think it's in uh, it's regularly scheduled now, but there was something in Texas called the Lebowski fest. Um, mm -hmm. I know uh, I, I used to know somebody who went and they, they would basically 
rent an entire bowling alley and everybody would like do role playing. Like they would all dress up as different characters from the big Lebowski and bowl. And mm. they served, you know, tons of white Russians and they play the movie on the big screens. And uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely a cult, uh, a cult classic. Um, it's fun. And, and the great thing about it is I wouldn't say it ages super well, but it it's very, I think it's very pictorially uh, correct a- around that time and, and that space. Mm-hmm. And like sure. someone who's, you know, the dude is just kind of the man for his time and place. And, um, and that's why it resonates so well is because he's, he's a progressive, but he still kind of screws things up when he talks sometimes. And he, he's, mm-hmm. he's not real smart, um, but he is, he gets it in the end. And because he's just kind of the stoner guy, he gets used a lot by others as a pawn. And he kind of, you know, I like that at the end of the day, you couldn't really pull one over on him. Right. So that's yeah, right. that's my thought. Final thought. Yeah, there you go. Um, and I think that's that's going to take care of it for us then, as far as the Big Lebowski goes. Uh, we will have to go sometime here in Charlotte, where we're based out of. There is a uh, local like bar, uh, tavern, restaurant kind of thing called Lebowski's, which is Big Lebowski's themed. They have a whole white Russian menu. So I will have to go check that out sometime, maybe cover that on a, on a lobby bar episode or something like that. But, you know, let us know at home if you're making up white Russians on the, on the regular you know, just like the dude does. If you have a favorite variation of white Russian, let us know that, send us pictures of yours and let us know what you think about the Big Lebowski. Is this something that you um, are a huge fan of, been watching every year since it came out? Or are you like me, you just put it off for so long, you're uh, hesitant to ever watch it? You know, let us know. And you can do all of that stuff on our social media, on Instagram and Twitter. It's at Drink the Movies and on Facebook.com slash Drink the Movies. Uh, for recipes and pictures of our White Russians and all the episode recaps, all that good stuff, you can find that on our website, which is www.drinkthemovies.com. And when you finish bowling your perfect game, which is what Michaela and I are aiming to do in our bowling league, you should probably get subscribed to the podcast. Where should they do that? You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere where Anchor Podcasts are distributed. Uh, we hope that we eventually bowl a perfect game. Uh, and if we do, we're going to drop it like it's hot on our podcast. We have two uh, episodes a week. So please subscribe. If you're liking what you're hearing, tell your friends, leave us a five-star review. We're really excited about this community. Um, I keep saying that we get a lot of requests in. If you have a request, send it in. What's the worst that could happen? Yeah, if you have a request right. for a cocktail, send it in. What's the worst that could happen? And yeah, uh, yeah leave us a five-star review. We're ready to drink any cocktails that get recommended to us pretty much. So yeah, send those, send those our way for, for sure, for sure. But for now, Michaela, we need to rest up. My arm's tired from bowling. Um, I'm tired from watching The Big Lebowski. I'm tired from all these white Russians, but not too tired to have one more before we sign off. So what do you say? Let's go mix those up and we should talk to everyone next time on Drink Drink the Movies. The movies. That rug really tied the room together. That's just like your opinion, man. <laughs> <laughs>